0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and risen Savior, Jesus Christ. We should all be pretty thankful today. It is a day of celebration. We are celebrating that Christ is risen. risen, risen, risen. But some came doubting, did they not? We should be thankful, though, that this gospel lesson is presented to us today. And if you can receive it, receive it. For we are thanking God that He saw it fit for our sake to make these events, these situations like that of appearing to the disciples without Thomas there so that what Thomas was feeling, doubting, failing to understand would come forth into the open air, be written down so that we might hear it and know that Christians struggle with doubt. Christians struggle in the faith. Christians struggle to believe some of the most difficult things that Scripture puts forward, like that the body that has died could and does, in fact, rise again. Thomas was not present with those disciples, even those who were still also weak in the faith, doubting and struggling with God's word, so that our faith would be strengthened. So that we would come forth from this day, go out into all the world and in our life and in our conversation, make that good confession, this Jesus is my Lord and my God who has died to forgive me all my sins and is also raised for my justification. My Lord and my God is Jesus Christ. Thomas, Thomas struggled at first. He was consumed by his thoughts of unbelief. And it took no small act of mercy or compassion for him to be once again confirmed in the faith, Jesus had to come back to those disciples, still behind locked doors. But he does it for us. For even now, this day, even after coming off of the great celebration of Easter, there is no doubt in my mind, in the whole world of Christendom, Christians who are struggling with their faith. It's especially hard in our day and age when, I guess, people are making it a point to disprove the words of Scripture. To make it seem so unreasonable, so fairytale, that it could not happen. But so much of what is written in Scripture is impossible with men. I mean, this is not just the New Testament, this is absolutely the Old Testament as well. I mean, seriously, which one of us placed in a huge valley layered with bones that have been soaked up by the sun so that there is no moisture left in them could surely say at the end of it, God could bring forth a great army if we had not heard it first from Ezekiel. For that, my friends, it is ridiculous. It is impossible in our minds to look upon bones That are so very dry. Not that that really has anything that would add to it. Because it's still a bone. And yet see these bones and think that they could come bone upon bone. And have sinews attached to them. And then flesh covering that. Forget about the breath. I still can't believe that. Only by faith could we accept such impossible things. But here the prophet of Ezekiel says. He saw. Bone come upon bone, sinews formed between them, and flesh began to cover them. And if that was not enough to show us that God will raise the flesh from its death, he not only raises the flesh, but gives it breath, puts his spirit within it. He made them not only resurrect, but come alive again. For what is impossible with men is certainly possible with God. It is often that Christians sometimes have seasons of faith. By that I mean in one time of the year or in their life, their faith is strong, bold, unwavering. But in another time, it is weakened, sometimes doubting, shaking or trembling, And this is what we come to find as we read the scriptures. That although the scriptures do much and everything to strengthen us in the faith, keep us firm in it, deliver to us the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, we still have outward forces acting upon us. So that we go through seasons where sometimes we are bold and sometimes we are weak. And so it was with Thomas, who was put before us as an example. For just weeks before our text today, before Jesus was led into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, there was a time when Jesus heard that the word, that Lazarus, was extremely sick. And at this time, all the disciples were in fear because Jesus had left Judea, because the Jews were seeking to stone him there. To kill him. And it would be crazy to go back into the midst of the den of lions, the enemies of Jesus, to go back for his friend Lazarus. And all the disciples were against Jesus going back, except for Thomas. Surprising, right? Thomas didn't have fear at this time Thomas was not doubting that Jesus would go back and be there for his friend Lazarus and it would be a good thing for he spoke up and he said let us go with him that we may die with him what strong faith there thomas what gave you such bold faith at this time and yet just weeks later You say, I will not believe in the resurrection unless I see the wounds in his hands and in his feet and put my hand into his side. Who is this Thomas with such bold and excellent faith? For there in Judea, he would not only go to be with Christ and witness a good thing, but he would witness the resurrection from the dead of a man named Lazarus. But now, when Jesus has been said to have been raised from the dead and appeared to the disciples, he is weak in his faith, doubting, fearful. He wanted more than the testimony of eyewitnesses who had seen Jesus. He wanted more than the Word of God. And for this, he was found to be sinful, led to doubt and unbelief. And though we should never rejoice in the sins of others, it was God who was being gracious to us, gracious in his visitation to the disciples coming at a time when Thomas was not there, so that the example of his unbelief might be recorded to benefit us. For when one of the apostles, the twelve pillars of the Christian church, falls, it becomes good for us to see and to know that God helps them in their weakness. That because of Christ's crucifixion and death and resurrection... He is to us a merciful and compassionate God. A God who comes to us in our weakness. To strengthen us. To confirm us in the faith. When we see that Christ did so much to help his dear disciples in their fear and trepidation, doubt and unbelief. We know that God will also help us. That he will also come to our aid and not abandon us. It was Thomas's late faith to believe in the resurrection that gives to us even a further proof and boldness, foundation, that there should be no reason to doubt the resurrection of Christ. For if one who was so firmly adamant against believing such impossibility repents and believes, What reason is there for us to doubt? We have now such a firm foundation. For what is impossible with man is possible with God. And so that no one would have any excuse to deny Christ's resurrection from the dead, he appeared to even many more than just the apostles. He appeared to 500 and more people. Even though he had spoken, saying, On the third day, I will rise again. Still, confirming this word, he appears to people. And they write down their testimony for us. Because we have not seen. And though we have not seen, God has said that faith to believe comes by hearing this word. Faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. And so it is sufficient for us. It is sufficient that he has not shown himself to us, but has spoken through the apostles, through weak sinners, through those who doubted and who were plagued with unbelief. He spoke with them, showed himself to them, and they have written their testimony so that we would not doubt, but believe. God has not waited for any of us to come to him. He has rather shown himself to us in our weakness. He comes and is among us in his word and in his sacraments saying, Peace be with you. And what is peace? Peace for poor sinners is this, that you believe that Christ laid down his life and died for sins and that on the third day he was raised for your justification So that the reign of sin has ended. So that sin can no longer condemn you. The devil can no longer be victorious over you. That death cannot kill you and that hell cannot keep you. Is there anything greater than that? Is there anything more peaceful than knowing those things? This peace is the peace he leaves with us. It is yours now if it was not already. And God gives it freely to you. Mercifully, he gives it to you. Tenderly, compassionately, he gives this peace to you. Just as he gave it freely to the disciples who were in fear hiding behind closed doors. He gives it freely even to the one who said, I will not believe unless I see. He gives this peace freely to you. To all who will hear and believe the word, you will have the Holy Spirit. You will have the forgiveness of sins, for it is the Spirit who brings it to you and declares you innocent, not guilty. As God has been patient with us, we should also be patient with our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, those who are obstinate to believe. For Jesus did not refuse poor sinners, nor did he break those who were weak in faith, nor did he refuse those who were even doubting in unbelief. And so we we should follow his example. We should commit ourselves to patiently and tenderly instructing the youth, those who are in a season of weakness or in doubt, bringing them the word of God and walking alongside of them, until they are once again renewed in the faith. We should help those who are stumbling, not being another stumbling block to them, but in bringing God's word to their souls. For it is a blessed and most holy work to turn a sinner away from his error. For in doing so, as the book of James says, their soul is saved from death. And it is that we see the one who has been forgiven much will also turn and love much. For when Thomas was turned from his unbelief, he responded with a boldness unlike anything he had had before. My Lord and my God. And he would leave those locked doors when it was time to go out with the apostles at Pentecost. And he would preach with them and lead people to the saving faith in Christ. Now Thomas was given to see the hands and the feet of the Lord, and because of this he believed. But our Lord has not given us this special blessing yet. As we confess with Job, on the last day we shall be raised in the flesh, and we shall see face to face our Savior. Our own eyes shall see it and not another. But until that day, he says to us, Blessed are we. Have not seen and yet believe. Christ tells us that this is the faith that saves, the faith that believes in His Word. For faith that saves is a certain and sure confidence in what is hoped for and does not doubt what is not seen, but believes that because it is God's Word, it is the truth, and we are sanctified because of it. So you and I will live now. To one day see the glorified wounds of Christ. In his hands and in his feet and in his side. But we do not demand this of God now. Because we have the word of testimony. And the word of testimony is true. These things are written. That we may believe that Jesus is the Christ. The son of God. And that by believing we may have life in his name. In Jesus name. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.